So we just came back from a 30-day sabbatical, mm-hmm. um, but it's probably been a month or two now by the time you're hearing this. But anyway, <laughs> it is what it is. And this is our first recording since we've so gotten back. So we're going to see if we can remember We feel what a little rusty, obviously, since we're <laughs> introing it with this. <laughs> <laughs> we're back, and they don't know we've been anywhere. Yeah. But... But I do want to uh, just kind of start. Move on. Yeah, and I want to start by giving a shout out to North Hills Church in Denver. Mm. Uh, I got to recently chat with their pastors, um, Brian and John, and had a great conversation with them. And they ended up uh, having over, I think it's over fifty of the amazing people in that church joined us in our True Financial Freedom class. Dang! And uh, which is just really fun and exciting. That's and, awesome. Um, uh, yeah, we're just honored to be able to help. Um, that church move forward in this area that we um, feel so passionate about, yeah. about helping believers mm-hmm. get control of their money for God's glory. Yep. So if you're looking for any kind of financial education for your church, mm-hmm. um, yeah, let us know and we can get you some bulk discounts. Um, yeah. If you want to bring your people through that class or do like a yeah. uh, small group thing with it or whatever, like just reach out, let us know, send us an email, well, Bob at Seed Time. Because honestly, like we created this class for our church. Our church asked us to um, create a class for them. Yep. And we were like, oh, yeah, sure. And then uh, we realized that we were kind of onto something. So yep. we decided to make it available for people online. So, yeah, it really is kind of geared towards a church class, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, anyway, what we're talking about today is this one thing that if I would have known this 16 years ago, I think it would have. Um, I don't know. I think it would have really made one decision mm. a whole lot easier. Yeah. And so I'm going to take you back 16 years ago. I was not doing what I'm doing now, but I was working at this financial services <laughs> firm uh, that I had worked at for working about in a cube. five years at that point. I was, yes, working in the middle of cubicle land under a fluorescent light. I had to look like 50 yards that way to even see a window. Oh. Um, and that, I'm not geared for that. And it took me a while. I don't think any person is, honestly. Well, yeah, I don't know. It <laughs> took me a while to figure it out uh, that that wasn't really who he created me to be because I was so driven and excited to go into corporate America and climb the oh, ladder man, and yeah, do all the you... stuff. And, and I quickly realized that I don't think this is, this doesn't <laughs> fit. This isn't, well, and it's not what you thought it would be either. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that was, I was naive and a um, big takeaway idealistic. that you thought, oh, I'm going to climb the corporate ladder. And they were like, no, you're going to be stuck in a cube for the rest of your life. <laughs> and that honestly, like that wasn't, that wasn't you. Yeah. That's not your personality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You so, were a lot more like, um, I, re- I remember when we were dating and I was like, you know, what do you want to do with your life? And you were like, I want to own my own business. And I said, oh, really? What kind of business do you want to have? And you said, I don't care. <laughs> but you just were. It's so true. You were entrepreneurial minded. Yeah. And I didn't know it. And honestly, like yeah. I had limiting beliefs that, um, you know, heard so many stats of like, whatever, only 20% of businesses make it. And that made me feel fearful. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what to do with taxes. And so it's like, I didn't even <laughs> want to try to start a business. Like all this stuff right. that, you know, that honestly, I've seen a lot of other entrepreneurs just kind of get bound up in. Mm. Um, yeah, I had all of that, like holding me back. And then things I believed from, you know, being younger, like, so God just had to work through and get a lot of mm-hmm. that out. Uh, and then on top of that, like being in this position at this corporation, um, I really kind of found myself pigeonholed and in a dead end career path yeah. that I didn't <laughs> I didn't even know how I found myself in other than I just realized one day it's like whoa I don't really have any transferable skills like I can't go anywhere even within the company right. like I don't feel yeah, like I can go anywhere. It was a financial services firm and they wanted you to take 
a, you were like, if I take this test, then I can move up in this company. The Series 7. But yeah. it wasn't the Series 7. It was like their version well, of the Series 7. That was, that was yeah, that was their watered-down version where they're like, and, you can take, anyway. Uh, but what's so funny about that is you were like, I mean, I kind of want to take it because I think it'll help me here. But you're like, I can't, it doesn't. It means nothing everywhere else. Well, yeah, and they and wouldn't let me take the Series 7 because I wanted weird. to. Yeah. Really? They wouldn't oh, let yeah. you? Oh, yeah. I oh, asked for gosh. years. I asked my boss. Like, And what's even more annoying about that is that the company got bought out. So yeah. it's like now it ha- it is absolutely worthless. It's like having fare tickets, you know, yeah. after the fare has gone out of town. You're like, these are I've spent all this money on these things, and now they're yeah. completely worthless. So anyway, in the heat I guess heat it gave of... you some information maybe for this job, but yeah. <laughs> But anyway, so some education. I think the the where I want to go with this, I guess, is in the heat of this challenge. Like I, I felt real. I felt passed over. Mm. I felt like um, everyone else was moving forward and I wasn't. And, and you know, and to be honest, like I wasn't great at my job, which was really unfortunate because I was working really hard, but just not good at it. Mm-hmm. You know, not terrible, but just it just wasn't. It didn't line up with my giftings, and yeah. so I wasn't really good and is very discouraging anybody who's been in that situation it's like i'm trying so hard but i'm just not as good as everybody around me like right and so that in uh tandem with being in a dead-end career path and with feeling like i've been stuck here for years and i want to go out and do this i don't know how to get there and i just felt like trapped and mm-hmm. this is a very very dark difficult time for me and um and i think in all that, well, I remember the the one of the funniest things. So this was downtown, you know, um, St. Louis. Louis, where we lived, mm-hmm. and high rises all around. But there was this one tree that was probably like this forty or fifty year old tree that I don't know was maybe forty or maybe forty or fifty feet tall, like kind of like right in the middle of all of this. And I like every day I would walk right by that tree to go into my building, and there's something about that tree that somehow like inspired hope in me. Um, and like allowed me to dream. I, yeah, I remember you were like, "This is the best part of my day." It was Just the weirdest. Tree. It was the weirdest thing. But like, I'd walk by the tree at like seven thirty a.m. or something when I was coming in, and I would just long for. Like, I would literally be dreaming of, man, if only I didn't have to work inside this cube and I could just sit under that tree at eleven a.m. and eat lunch or something. Like, <laughs> and it seemed like such a far Which, off. It's just interesting that our business is now called Seed Time. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah. I mean, they get it's. Was telling you know yeah but it's so i don't i don't i to this day i don't understand why that tree was so significant but like in in a time of desperation where i felt so hopeless mm-hmm. like that it just gave me just a little bit of hope that maybe yeah. i don't i won't be stuck here forever but that maybe i could have this dream of just not having to come to this office every single day and be yeah. able to have the freedom of going outside in the middle of the day <laughs> like it's just crazy like thinking back now but mm-hmm. um but anyway, like you said, I I just wanted to start a business. I had no idea how to get there. I didn't know anything about starting a business. Really, I didn't even know anyone who was like running a business, anything like I would start to be, even be right. able to talk to and pick their brain. Yeah, because you weren't like, I want to start a restaurant, you yeah. know. Yeah. It wasn't like, anything like that. I didn't know what I want to start. I mean, and you know, ultimately God led me and that's kind of yeah. where all this goes. But... It's like you were waiting for something to resonate. Yeah. 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 And so anyway, so I'm having year after year after year of just getting more discouraged and feeling passed by and feeling trapped and whatever mm-hmm. in this job and position and company that I'm in. And um, and I remember one day, like, 
our boss called the entire department into the conference room. Mm-hmm. And he was honestly one of the best guys I ever worked for. Um, just one of the kindest people I had ever met. And he was pretty high up um, in the company. And we were kind of like in a subset of the company. Like it was kind of like a different division or something. Mm-hmm. And so he was really high up uh, and just was so kind and you know, because I had seen some other like C-level level executives who were just <laughs> walked around the building like they were gods and like, stay away from me, you little peon. Don't don't get in my airspace, like type of thing. Oh, my God. And he was just the opposite. And he was good at having a conversation with me, a, you know, almost entry level mm-hmm. um, employee as well as the executives. Like he could do everything, just talk to anybody and make them feel loved. And he was also just one of the happiest, friendliest people I met. And so I walked into that conference room. And um, our whole department, like, there weren't enough chairs. And so, like, we're standing. The the, ta- the table, all the chairs are filled and people are standing around because it's, like, really squeezed in there. And he was facing the other direction. I remember him turning around and, like, me catching his eye. And he had tears in his eyes. I'm like, oh, boy, this is not good. <laughs> this is not a good yeah. start. And, um, and, and so then he begins to kind of uh, kick off the meeting. He's like, guys, I don't really know how to say this. And like, so I'm like trying to figure out like, all right, where's he going? What, like mm-hmm. my, my next thought is like, what's he gonna say, yeah. what's he gonna say? And I'm like, oh man, I, I'll bet he's getting laid off. I'll bet, you know, because there were talks of these mergers and things like that. I'm like, I'll bet he's getting laid off and that's what mm-hmm. he's gonna tell us. And then like, I had this thought, I was like, oh, wait a minute. He is not the type of guy who would have tears if he was getting laid off. And I'm like, not tears in front of you anyway yeah and like but even still like i'm like i think i know where this is going and then just right then he's like he basically went on to explain that our entire department was going to be laid off yeah um we'd gotten bought out and our basically our department was no longer needed and and so there's 25 30 of us in that room and um yeah, and it was interesting. I mean, you know, you could hear a pin drop like some of these people had been there 25 years. Oh my gosh. Um were super super narrow in their skill set and like didn't have anything that we're going to be able to take anywhere else um and so yeah so all the oxygen is sucked out of the room and then you know a good number of people you know start having tears in their eyes um you know and i i at this point was how old would i have been 24 25 25 something yeah um like i i don't know i was just kind of numb to it and i think had i not been so kind of beaten up in the previous five years mm-hmm. of being there. Like, I think I would have been a little bit more freaked out by it, but I also was kind of like, I don't know if I can go any further down. <laughs> like, <laughs> like if I just go over to Starbucks or something, or uh, like I'm you know, waiting tables, like, right. I don't really know. Like, I, I think it's probably <laughs> going to be, it might be a, similar. I'll probably earn more money and um, yeah, it might be more fun, you know? So anyway, so I, I didn't really get that freaked out by it, but, I also was just like I, you know. Anyway, so it was a it was an interesting moment just mm-hmm. watching that. Well, yeah, because you were young and you had it wasn't like you had invested your entire career. Oh yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. and I, I really felt bad for some of my coworkers. Who, yeah, yeah. It's a very different situation for so you and for them. So anyway, out of that, me and these thirty five other people all begin looking for other jobs. Mm-hmm. There's only one or two like big financial services firms and mm-hmm. the rest of St. Louis at this point. And so um, in a lot of ways, a lot of us were competing for the same jobs. 
Uh, even right, though, yeah. like a lot of us don't have transferable skills over there, like we have the at least the history of working at a financial services company. Well, yeah, and, so, and probably once they knew it got bought out and your department got eliminated, there would be some compassion and like a well, I don't know. <laughs> let's give this person a let's help give some of these people some jobs. You know, well, yeah, I don't really know, but at that point though, basically all of us, you know, we start applying for jobs because mm-hmm. we know the clock's ticking and the merger's going to happen and we're not going to have any jobs left. And as I start looking for this job, I really began to just sense that God's like, nope. I'm like, um, what does no mean here? <laughs> well, what does no mean Don't when work? I'm looking for a job? Is this the wrong spot? What? Like, I, I think I'm married. I think my wife still likes to you eat and live indoors. You were 100% married, and oh. you were 100% right about that. She likes not like camping. Not camping. Uh, one of my favorite things. <laughs> so... I, I'm like, all right, what do, what do I do if no, like whatever. And I'm just kind of sensing this thing from God that like I shouldn't look for a job. And, yeah. and I'm like, this is just weird. Like, you know, mm-hmm. and so I really start kind of praying intensely, like trying to identify and figure out what this means. And I really sensed him leading me to work on my fledgling blog um, full time. Now, I had been working on this blog for about nine, maybe 12 months at that point and was earning a total of $100 per month at that point. And so to say that that seemed like a bad idea was a very (laughs) large understatement uh, because it's like, God, I've been working on this thing 10 hours a week, like writing articles and trying to build it and get traffic to it and whatever, all this stuff. And I'm making $100 per month. Now, I didn't have a great paying job (laughs) before, but- But it was better than that. (laughs) It was certainly earning me a lot more than $100 per month. Um, yeah. And, you know, and so I'm having this kind of whatever argument with God. Well, and I wasn't making much yeah, money. You either. had a I mean, we minimum wage we probably job. Off of my salary no. at that point. No, I don't think close. I was making a little bit more than minimum Barely. wage. I think you're making yeah. a dollar more than minimum wage. Um, I mean, you were working for a church as a secretary. It's like, right. it's like that's not going to be. Yeah. Not for or were profits. you a secretary or were you? I was what did the receptionist for. I was the receptionist right. for a while. Okay. I didn't that know if they job. called it a secretary. I was a really no good receptionist because I was super friendly and people just wanted to talk. So I. All right, guys, I gotta let you know a secret about Linda. All so the, everybody would come in and like just hang out in my office and talk. Okay, <laughs> it so was I gotta. Great. I gotta tell them a secret about Linda. So here's the thing about Linda: she um, can be in the worst mood ever, sitting up at that front desk, the reception desk. And then someone calls and she's like, hi, thank you for calling XYZ Church. <laughs> and like can flip I a switch so fast. was trained really well on how to answer the phones. It was and amazing. And you have to smile when you answer the phones because people can hear it in your voice. Yes. Customer service is definitely like one of those things that it's like, let, let's make sure we have this sorted out. You know what I mean? Like when you go somewhere and the, the people are rude to you. And you're like, excuse me? Like, all I did was walk up. This this one time I went with my friend to the gym, and she walked up, and she was like, I want to buy this bottle of water. The guy did not look at her once. She thought she could pay with her gym membership card. Like, she thought that there was money loaded on it or something, yeah. and there wasn't. So, uh, so she tried to do that, and he was like, you can't pay that way. And it was like, you're not looking me in the face, and you're not like – Oh yeah, that's actually not how it works. Like there's it just is you can't pay that way. She was so angry. <laughs> but it's like really customer service it makes such a difference. 
because she yeah. just walked away and she's like, now I'm just angry. I come here and now I'm mad and I don't ever want to go buy water from you again because you just had someone working yeah. there who treated me like I was the scum of the earth. But you did. Anyway. Linda was good at re- So if you ever need really a receptionist. Good. Call um, me up. Well, yeah. <laughs> but not really. <laughs> she works for us. She's mine. Um, anyway, so let's get back to the story. Three other bosses downstairs. Let's get so, back to the story. Anyway, yeah. Okay, so where are we in this? Okay, so you get laid off. You're being told not to look for other jobs. Yeah, so I'm arguing with God about his terrible idea of me (laughs) becoming a full-time blogger in 2008 Uh when no one even knows. I mean, I guess some people know what a blog is at that point, but Mm -hmm. there's not many people making a a living. Not a lot know what a blog is even. Not many people making a living from a blog. In fact, I knew really in the entire internet, I knew of one or maybe two people who were making a full-time living at that point. I'm like... This is insane. This is crazy. Yeah. Uh, so, and and this ultimately is kind of why we're talking about this. Uh, and we'll, I want to tease this out just a little bit more, but this is the reason we're, we're making this progress because that one decision impacted our life so dramatically. Mm-hmm. Like it's been absolutely mind blowing. Yeah. Um, because like there was a fork in the road. Like we could have said, this is crazy. God, I'm not going to do it. Well, and you had you ended up getting another job offer from someone, and it was a great, it was well paying. Well, yeah. So th- it was this with is the someone other thing. that you. Okay, so let's 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 get into that. Yeah. Okay. So we finally, uh, you know, come to terms with this and pray about this, and we both kind of feel like, all right, I think this is what we're supposed to do. Seems crazy. Um, we, you know, we've built up some savings. We'll give it a shot, burn all of our savings. We'll give it a shot. And then after nine months, if there's nothing left, then it's like, all right, we just need to go get in our job. Yeah. But God will give this a shot for nine months, basically. And um, anyway, so I start out on that journey, you know, whatever, a couple weeks in. And, and I do remember, I do remember this, like that first day of being full-time for myself, <laughs> it was basically June 1st. And it was a gorgeous the day. weather was perfect. I was driving, anybody who read our book and knows about the bubble Taurus, I was driving the bubble Taurus <laughs> and um, I was driving the bubble Taurus. I had the windows down. I don't think the air conditioner even worked in that car. So it was great. I had the windows That's down. Hilarious. I was listening to Coldplay's um, Strawberry Swing, if you remember that song, which is just like this. A summer like, song. It is such a great like summer song. It's and, like school's out for the summer song. Well, very, very different, but <laughs> yes. It just and I, I remember that feeling of freedom, like being able to be in my car with the windows down at 10 a.m. And I was actually driving over to the library because I was going to go right for the day. And and I remember feeling like, God, this is the most amazing gift that I, I just was so incredibly thankful and grateful for it. And mm-hmm. I felt like I felt free and I felt. Um, yeah, I remember thinking if I never make more than eight dollars an hour the rest of my life. But I can have this freedom, this feeling, this sense of freedom. I'm like, this is it. This is worth it. Like, Perfect, I am fine yeah. with it. Like, I, re- I literally remember telling God that. I'm like, I'm cool with it. Uh, and, and I think that was birthed out of just how long I felt trapped and how, um, yeah. You know, because I, I think there's some people who have maybe have whatever, just not had that corporate experience and not had be wired like me and whatever who. Right. That wouldn't matter to them. But for me, this was like... Shawshank Redemption level, <laughs> like, 
I am free, hallelujah, yeah. like just amazing type of thing. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, so that's where we we start. I go down there. Um, that's how I'm feeling, you know, that, that first day. And then, you know, a couple of weeks go by and reality starts hitting. It's like, wait, I still only earn $100 per month <laughs> in my new business. And um, <laughs> we got to get this off. We have to improve that and change that. Mm-hmm. And in all that, it was a few weeks later, um, a good friend of mine who um, was a really successful business uh, man, he said, hey, Bob, I got a job idea for you. Um, would you consider coming to work for me and um, and basically doing something that like I was actually really good at, um, that I would have loved doing? He was someone I looked up to and loved working with, and we were you know friends, and uh, it would have had all the same level of freedom that I had. Like yeah. everything about it was like perfect, and I'm like, this is it. This is the answer from God. Yeah. Like this, this is, is this why is my he told you not to look oh, for another job. And paying twice as much as my previous job. Right. And I'm like, this is it. Glory, like, hallelujah. I understand why God didn't want me to look for another job. Yeah. And and so so he, I immediately just tell him, yes, I'm in. Yes, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. And then I feel like as soon as I hung up that phone, I felt like God said, nope. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. You got to be kidding me. This is so clearly my answer to prayer. Right. There's no way this is not my answer to prayer. Mm-hmm. And and anyway, so that was la, 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 la. I don't hear it. I don't hear it. I, I, I don't hear it. That must be the devil oh like gosh. trying to lie to me. Like, yeah. I just completely was trying to shut it out. And it just was not going away. What was interesting about it, too, is that in this case, I don't think it's always like that. But in this case, this was like a I don't even want you to do this for a couple of months and say yes Mm -hmm. for like three months or six months. I don't want you to do this at all. This is a hard no, hard pass. And I I just knew it like there was just. Yeah, I just knew that it was God. Like, yeah. nope, it's not it. Like, there was it's just the no peace. Every time I thought of it, it just felt like, you know, wheels grinding. It just, it Ugh. felt wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, even though everything about it looked so perfect. So right. It was yeah. so perfect. And I I remember, like, one of the hardest phone calls I've ever made in my life was calling him back and telling him, I don't think I can't take the job i don't think i can't well i know i, I was gonna say negative, i was gonna say i don't, I don't think, think I but i remember telling him i can't that's what was you did saying yeah i can't take it and he was he was upset and like confused he's like wow you already told me yes and i'm like i feel like god's telling me not to and he's like really i mean it seems like god would want you, you know what i mean he was like <laughs> he's like arguing with well, me because, i'm like i don't need any arguing it's hard enough right because i mean he he was someone who it's like Hey man, like logically, this is what makes sense for you to do. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah, like absolutely. when you see somebody like that, and you're like, I just want to help you because I don't want you to, you know, end up in a bad position. Yeah. So. So he was concerned for you as a friend and as you know, yeah, yeah. a little bit of a mentor too. You know. Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> then I turn that down and go back to my hundred dollars per month business that I <laughs> that I'm rocking. Yeah. And I'm just like, God, what the heck are you doing? Like, this just doesn't make any sense. Like, I was so confused Mm -hmm. and so, yeah, just not understanding what the heck was going on. And yeah, and like, and I did have this amazing freedom that felt great, but I also knew that the clock is ticking and this is going to disappear and I'm going to have to call my old boss back and beg for a job at wherever he's working now, like type of thing, if it didn't work out soon. and then on top of that, the other thing that I remember feeling was like a complete idiot because, because as I was 
this was during the when everybody was getting laid off and everyone knew I was getting laid off all my friends and family like mm-hmm. what are you going to do like yeah, where are you going to go work your sister worked there too but she didn't get yeah. her department didn't get yeah. eliminated yeah and so I, I remember like people would ask me where, where am I going to work and I'm like I, uh, I'm going to start gonna do my blog <laughs> I'm going to become a full time blogger <laughs> and just like bracing myself like, for I, the eye rolls but and see, the, the thing what? is that at that point like blogs were like you know, Creed's thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> like it was just, this it's is what I ate for reference. breakfast. It was basically like a glorified uh, Facebook status. Yeah. They didn't no, even I mean, have Facebook. It was MySpace. <laughs> yeah, it was hard to make it even a dollar from a blog. So like. Well, yeah, because it was nothing at that point, really. Like they just yeah. weren't really a thing. Yeah. So anyway, it was a very, it was such an incredibly challenging time. Um, but again, like coming back to this decision, um, it was the one of the most pivotal turning point decisions I've ever made in my life because, you know, so that first month, Elizabeth's scary, but it was amazing over the next eight months watching our income just incrementally increase, increase month after month, like, and it started moving faster. And it's like, wow, this, this might actually work. And by nine months, we were earning more from the blog than my previous day job. And then six months later, it was double that. And I'm like, what in the heck has just happened? And so I watched God do this miracle where I'm like, I don't, I do not understand what has happened and how this has happened. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just absolutely amazing. But, but even at that point, I'm like, wow, I'm glad I made that decision. And that would have been enough for me to be like, I'm glad I made that hard decision that at that fork in the road, I didn't take the easy, safe path, but I followed God into mm-hmm. the scary path that he was leading me down but the reason i wanted to bring this up today this entire story and that decision is because if i would have known what would have happened over the following 16 years oh man that decision would have been it wouldn't even been i wouldn't even batted an eye it's like yeah if i could have like somehow seen what was going to unfold over the next 16 years because of that decision then he would have offered you that job and been like absolutely not like thanks yeah i mean he could have offered me half a million dollars a year and it's like and you would i wouldn't even yeah because yeah it's just been so amazing what god has done um over these last years in everything that we've grown in the people we've been able to impact and yeah, yeah like the friendships that everything. we've made like, and it's it's absolutely amazing like i can trace back like so many amazing things to that one decision and so i think the yeah. reason I, I i'm bringing all this up is if you find yourself in that situation where you're facing this decision where it's like this feels so scary but i really feel like god's calling me to do this thing it doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. um yeah I want to just encourage you that just imagine beyond this moment, imagine beyond even the next couple months and yeah, think and I, about your entire life. I think that word imagine is really key here. Yeah. Because it's got to it's got to take a little bit of imagination to see yourself outside of where you are now. Yeah, I mean in this like if we go back to a Ephesians 3:20 where it said he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above and beyond all we can ask, think or even imagine. Mm. I think that's the amplified version. But like he's able to do exceedingly above and beyond all we can even imagine. Like yeah. this is so amazing to think about. And when I look at the last 16 years, like that is 100% it. There is no way in my wildest dreams that I could have pictured what has resulted um yeah, in the last 16 years that stemmed from that one decision, that one 
obedience to God in that thing. And so anyway, again, the point of this is to encourage you if you're in that situation or next time you encounter one, um, because I I do believe when we're really trying to follow God that (laughs) this is what he does. This is following Jesus. This is part of it is making these decisions. It's not just like trying to live in a Christian bubble and just Mm. how do we just survive without having any challenge? Like following Jesus requires challenge. Yeah, This is it, you know? And so if if you're not in it now, I think you are going to be in it. Yeah, you know? it requires you to tell yourself no. Yeah. Like it says, I'm crucified with, with Christ. It's not I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. Yeah. And we watch Jesus as he did things that he did not want to do, but he did them anyway. And I, I, I think that that applies to the cross, but I think it probably applied to a whole lot more than that. I bet it was exhausting being with people who are constantly wanting something from him. Yeah. And not just that he was just like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. But I think that there was part of him that was like, I just, I really need to sleep, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. but he did not do, like, he did what he saw the father doing. So yeah, yeah. it's dying to ourselves and telling ourselves, no, you're not going to get what you want. You are going to yeah. do what you want, do what the Lord wants you to do. Yeah, and there's... One of the, there's this quote from the movie We Bought a Zoo, which is kind of a odd movie to quote, but I really like this <laughs> quote. So if you saw it, it um, I wonder if this comes from somewhere else. But it might. yes, but I mean it's really simple and it's really mm-hmm. like um, I don't know, like just kind of unexpected. But but the quote is basically this: It says sometimes all you need is 20 seconds of insane courage, mm-hmm. just literally 20 seconds of embarrassing bravery, and I promise something great will come out of it. And yeah. um, and obviously, I mean, it's not a Christian movie or anything like that, but but that that idea I think is really empowering. And mm-hmm. um, in these moments, uh, you know, because like in our case, it wasn't just a I just you know I have had that at certain point people where I felt like. Um, you know, I'm supposed to share my faith with this person or something. It's yeah. like, oh, this is uncomfortable or whatever. Like that definitely falls in that category mm-hmm. of like, I can do something for 20 seconds, you know. And this decision to follow God, to become a full-time blogger in 2008, you know, uh, was not that. Um, it, it required more than that. But I think fundamentally the the idea of making a decision, like I think I remember in the, the Latin or whatever, like to decide means to cut off. It mm. means to eliminate the other options. Yeah. Um, somebody can check me on that to make sure I'm right. But but anyway, um, that idea, uh, sometimes in that 20-second period, you can make that decision and commit to it. And, and then, then cut then off all the Just other... that committing yeah. makes everything else easier. Because mm-hmm. like, it's like, I decided I'm going to follow Jesus into right. this thing. you know. And even though it might take longer be- to fully execute all the pieces, like drawing that line in the sand and making the decision and making the commitment Mm -hmm. um sometimes you can do in 20 seconds you know yeah so anyway um i hope this is helpful to someone listening out there i know it is um because every time we share this story i um yeah i get emails and dms from you guys about that so hopefully it's you know a blessing to you and send it to somebody you know who needs it Mm -hmm. um because i know there are plenty of people who kind of need to be encouraged by this um but yeah, let's pray too. Do you want to pray? You want me to pray? You can pray. Yeah. Go. So God, I just thank you for anyone listening, um, you know, and really us, like as we face some of these intense decisions um, in following you, Jesus, where it's just not easy and where it's scary and where it feels like this is the worst idea ever. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I just pray that you would give each one of us like wisdom to know when it's you. And your word says, my sheep know my voice and the voice of a stranger they will not follow. So help it to just be really clear to us and then help us to be obedient in all yes. these things. Uh, the scary ones um, and the small ones, all of them. Yeah. Um, and help anyone listening and us as well. I, I'm speaking this for us too. Yep. That next time we encounter these things that we will see beyond the moment, we'll see beyond the week and we'll think for the years, decades to come and try to imagine, even though it's not good enough, try to imagine what you can possibly do as a result of that mm -hmm. decision. And so we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, so that's all we have for y'all today, and we will see you in the next one. Thanks for joining us on the Seed Time Money Podcast. And remember, money isn't the goal, but it's simply a tool to help you fulfill your purpose and your calling. And we'd love to help you achieve true financial freedom faster with our email newsletter. So if you want exclusive money tips and hope-filled encouragement in your inbox, head over to seedtime.com to get signed up.